Hello everyone and welcome to the Pop That Mama podcast. In this episode we're going to be talking about birthing environments and I'm going to give you my top tips for how you can create a beautiful environment using your senses as a guide. Sit back, relax and enjoy. Thank you so much for tuning in everyone. Hope you guys are doing well. I'm in the shed recording this episode so excuse any leaves or birds or police sirens because we're in London but I haven't actually done a podcast on birth in ages so I'm really really happy to be talking about birth again because that is what I love talking about. (laughs) So we're going to be talking about birth environments and I'm going to give you lots of tips for how you can make your environment beautiful so that you can open because that's the goal right we need to open. The first things first is we are mammals so in the same way that if you've ever owned a cat you will know that they disappear to give birth and usually we find them under our beds with loads of kittens and you're like oh my god there you are and you realize that they've given birth and the cat needs a safe dark space that is familiar to give birth in where there's not going to be anyone who is going to be a predator basically. (laughs) So we are the same. We are actually very much hardwired to need that space to be able to open. And labour and birth is a process of opening, right? It's your cervix opening. So you need a space that is calm, safe, warm and secure. Your space can hinder or support physiological birth. So if you're hoping to have a physiological birth then my god you've got to pay attention to your environment because it will literally affect your physiology and I don't think there's enough emphasis placed on this you know you really do need an environment where you feel safe so for example I was working with a client recently who wanted a home birth and she said her reasons for wanting a home birth was because she was absolutely petrified of hospitals and whenever she'd go in a hospital environment she would get literally like freeze up because she just didn't like it she didn't like how cold they were she didn't like the smells of like the 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 kind of antiseptic or whatever she didn't like anything about a hospital environment we worked together and decided that you know a home birth is definitely going to be better for her because how on earth are you supposed to open an environment that you literally are scared of So she did go on to have a really beautiful home birth and managed to push a 9.3 baby out in the living room. So, you know, and that was the environment she felt safe in. Now, you might be thinking, well, I don't plan to have a home birth. And I didn't have a home birth. But there are things you can do to make that hospital space more safe, more secure and more familiar. So I'm going to talk you through some of those things and we're going to talk about it in terms of your senses because that is the way that we, you know, explore and relate to the world, usually through our senses. So first things first is see. What can you see? If you're in a hospital environment, you might well see a big bed. And if at all possible, please ask if you can move that bed against the wall because it's usually at the centre of the room and it always just blows my mind when you look at the stats of how many women are still birthing on their backs. It is crazy. When you birth on your back, you lose around 30% 
capacity in your pelvis to open. Why would you want to do that? It's insane. You want all of that space for your baby to come out. And when you are lying on your back, you are also pushing your baby in an uphill motion. They have to do an uphill motion to enter the world. So being on your back is not an optimum position for birth. So if you can avoid it, please do. There are obviously times where you will need to be on your back and if at all possible, just try to kind of nudge yourself a little bit more upright as possible. And if you don't need to be on your back, then don't. You know, you want to have gravity on your side. You want to ideally be upright, forward and open when you're birthing. And a nice way to remember that is think of a flying UFO, upright, forward and open. So move that bed to the side if you can and look around. What else can you see? Are the lights dim enough? Can you dim the lights? What about things like the decorations? Can you bring some visual triggers Things that remind you of strength. Things that remind you of your baby. What about a lovely scan photo? What about your affirmations cards? And this is a great job to give your birth partner. Get them to set up the room. Make sure you visit the space that you're birthing in and just get a little bit more familiar with it. So dim the lights, move that bed, put your nice decorations up. Do whatever you need to do to make that space lovely, calm and familiar. Let's think about smell. What can you smell? Do you want to change the smell? Do you want to add some lavender for example or maybe buy some flowers that have a really nice scent? Scent is really important because it actually triggers memories. So for example if you've got a lovely smell that triggers lovely memories then use that smell for labour. What about hearing? What can you hear? Some people love to listen to music during labour and others don't. You won't really know until you're actually in labour. So I would suggest making some playlists and use songs that have lovely memory triggers. So for example, my husband and I listened to the Adele 21 album on holiday and whenever I listen to that album, I literally have such a lovely memory of our holidays. So use songs that have nice memory triggers it will really make a difference and it will help oxytocin to be released and oxytocin is what drives your labor no oxytocin no labor so use that to your advantage and also don't try and like put classical or jazz music on just because you're laboring listen to music that you actually really like day to day Because I know for me, I was like, oh, I should just put this thing, this calming music on because I'm birthing. I was actually, what? no, I like house music. So I should listen to house music, you know, good one for active labor. So listen to the music that you vibe with and that you like day to day. Don't feel you have to like put on classical music to keep calm. Also listen to your hypnobirthing affirmations, powerful statements that can enter your mind during birth. Because when you are in labor, You do not want your rational brain to be switched on. You want the neocortex to be quiet. So if you can listen to powerful affirmation audios that enter your mind, that is going to be really, really good for labour and for reminding you of all the things that you've hopefully been learning on your courses and to give you that, that affirmation that you need. So what about touch? Physical touch is so important. Did you know that if you have a hug that lasts over six seconds, you will literally release oxytocin? It's so amazing. 
So a nice hug during labour by a loved one, or maybe a light touch massage, or maybe some counter pressure. Having said that, some people really don't like being touched. I was one of them. I couldn't imagine being touched during labour. I really just didn't want to be touched. Again, you will only know when you're there. So if you are birthing at hospital, there is obviously going to be a moment in which you transfer to that hospital. So what I would say is you want to protect your bubble of positivity. So wear an eye mask, put your headphones in and try and block out the world and let your birth partner do all of the talking. You don't need to talk. Don't have any conversations unless you really, really need to. So when you arrive at triage, your husband can do that talking or your doula or your wife whoever that is, let them do the talking. Keep that neocortex quiet. You really don't want to wake it up. Other things that you can use, water immersion is amazing for labour, so a birthing pool, or you could have a shower. You could put your birth ball in the shower and put loads of lavender or some scents that you like and literally have a kind of immersive labouring experience where you're bouncing on your ball, just make sure it's safe and using the kind of water tapping against your body to distract your mind and the smells. Senses are an incredible way to kind of take your mind away from the sensations of labour. So learn about the physiology, guys, because physiology is what sets you free when it comes to birth. When you really get a grasp on birthing physiology, the rest falls into place because physiology is what birth is in most cases. So really understand this, like make that your priority. Study for birth like it's the biggest, biggest, biggest moment of your life. I've said that in the last episode. Take your birth prep so seriously. Do something every single day that helps you prepare for birth because you're having to basically reprogram your mind to think differently and more positively about birth and that doesn't happen overnight. It happens bit by bit every day and you absolutely need to commit to that work and have your plan A, plan B and plan C because in many cases birth doesn't go exactly to plan. And it's really important to try and keep an open mindset and stay positive. So guys, I hope that was helpful for you to start getting you thinking about your birthing environments. I do have my courses, Birth Box, which is an online hypnobirthing course. And I've also got my face-to-face courses and power hours. So if you're at the end of pregnancy and you need a bit of a pep talk or you just want to have a little bit of time to talk through something specific, then let me know. I would love to work with you. I love working with people who listen to this podcast. So just drop me a message. Thank you so much and good luck with creating your birth plans and designing your, your dream environment for birth. All right, lots of love and have a lovely day.